When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Stephen Skolansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Skolansky. And this week, we're going to get some new neighbors. Yeah, they might be even famous neighbors. I know. I've never had a famous neighbor. Um, I've lived up the road from some famous people. Because I'm in Edina, so if you guys don't know, Edina in Minnesota is pretty ritzy. And, uh, I, I, I am probably about a half a mile from some probably pretty wealthy, uh, Minnesota Vikings players, some wild players. So I'm in a nice area, but unfortunately the surrounding blocks around my house do not have celebrities. Yeah. I don't, I don't live near anybody famous per se, but I mean, I live in green Bay. So there's a ton of Packer players who have houses here for the summer. I'm assuming. Yeah. And for, you know, the season. I mean, when I lived in Madison, uh, I I, I, uh, I didn't live in the same neighborhood, but I worked one of my coworkers. Uh, one of her like neighbors behind her house was a former San Jose shark. Oh, wow. Yeah. My uh, <laughs> one of Shay's cousins actually lived next door to Bob Pinciotti from that 70s show. No way. Literally right next door. We never got to actually go because by the time we went to California to visit them, they had moved to another house. Uh, so it really sucks. But I was, I heard that and I'm like, oh my God, that's like the coolest place to like, I would die living next to him. I think that'd be the <laughs> oh, coolest be thing fantastic. ever. But yeah. yeah, the Simpsons, the Simpsons just happen to have a magic house across the street that they've yeah. never seen before. And we'll never see again. And we'll probably never see again. We'll have to, we'll have to see, but we'll put a pin in that, but we're going to meet a couple that lived in the white house and now lives in Springfield. And this, this, this episode came about because of the animosity that the Simpsons writers had toward this former president. Yep. So this week we are talking about season seven, episode thirteen, two bad neighbors. You know that's kind of a perfect episode for this because thirteen unlucky number usually. Yeah, and we don't we we'll get to we'll get to you to tell you who the two bad neighbors are. When they, when we do our recap, yeah, because <laughs> uh, we'll we'll tell you it could be either either or, but there's two bad neighbors. Uh, The air date, January 14th, 1996. And I love the fact that this had to have been like a week after Clinton got, or was it? No, this is, well, this is early 96. The election was in November of 96. Oh, okay. Yep. So it wasn't, okay. So that would have been. But Clinton won in 92. Oh, that's right. His, yeah. I, I got my years mixed up. Yeah. So he was already gone. All right. Yeah. Um, recap. Former President George H.W. Bush 
buys a house across the street from the Simpsons. Yep. So uh, I probably wouldn't have done that. I would have probably had my Secret Service check out the uh, the neighborhood. Well, we'll find <laughs> out why they decided to buy a house in their neighborhood. Yep. So chalkboard gag this week. There was none. We needed, yeah, this is a long, long ass episode. We needed episode to to get done. So yeah, they cut that out. But what they did not cut out was the couch gag this week. Yep. And the family uh, heads are all mounted on a wall as trophies, except Homer. He's the bear rug. Yep. And a hunter walks in, sits on the couch, puts down his rifle, and lights his pipe. Um, I'm pretty sure it's illegal to hunt humans. Uh, Homer's a bear. <laughs> I don't think Homer's a bear. Oh, um, oh God. So, uh, so yeah, this uh, this week we start out with uh, <laughs> the brown sands of a public beach in Delaware. It's the Grand Nationals of Sandcastle Building preview. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I mean, okay. So there's nothing to do in Delaware. It's okay. There's nothing to do in Delaware. Would it be kind of cold this time of year in Delaware? Or are we going to go off on it's, well, I guess, summer in? It's in definitely summer. It's definitely summertime. Also, here's now here's the prop. Well, I guess if so, Homer is watching TV. So it's but I can't imagine them having cable because Homer cut it. So this would have to place the Simpsons in Delaware. Because they have to be watching, well, I guess maybe not because we do air like on NBC, ABC, always get national stuff. So, okay. And it is Grand Nationals. So I would like to let you guys know that Sandcastle contests in Delaware have been going on for 40 years. Wow. So, so in 20, well, actually 2021 was the 41st annual Sandcastle contest in Jeez. Delaware, at their Seashore State Park. Oh. So they're making fun of it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so as I mentioned... <laughs> it must Homer's be a watch- really big thing in Delaware. Again, there's nothing to do in Delaware. Um, they don't have... Well, okay, they don't have any sports teams. Nope. There's nothing to do there. It's got to be so- one of the very few states... I mean, okay. So, I mean... Well, they have to have college. Like college football, college hockey, right? Delaware? I'm sure there's a University of Delaware. Yeah, but like D1, like high national tier <laughs> sports, no. Um, so uh, Homer is uh, eating a ton of snack food and drinking beer. Uh, and one of the one of the things he's eating is Chippo's brand chips with a hippo for a net mascot. Uh, which, which he's is eaten great. before. I feel like that's he's eaten that in another episode. I think he has. Uh, we got Turkish wads. Turkish. And, <laughs> Turkish wads and tubba and salt something. Yeah, so there's a box on the floor. I paused it, uh, looked up against my screen, like really close, and it said salt, and I could not read the word underneath uh, it. Maybe like maybe salt like, crackers or something. Yeah, maybe salt crackers. But if you guys don't know what Turkish wads are, it's like Turkish delights. Uh, and we recently uh, got some at our uh from a customer of ours at our at our store. 
And I didn't eat any, but some of the other people did. And apparently they are literally the most disgusting thing in the world. If you guys, <laughs> if you guys don't think so, let us know. Uh, give us a call. We'll I don't think call. I've ever had a, what, what is it called? A Turkish Turkish, what? D- Turkish delight. Delight. I don't think I've ever had a Turkish delight. If you guys have had Turkish delights, let us know. Uh, yeah. We would like to hear how you guys feel about them. So uh, Homer says, uh, Saturday afternoon TV is so <laughs> boring. Which, to be fair, yes. Yes, yep. it is. Um, and the TV announcers say, they're like, bikini girls. And Homer's like, <gasps> some girls. And then they show some girls in bikinis on the TV. And Homer is like, oh, dune buggies. Oh, daredevil Sherpas. Well, <laughs> I don't know why they called them a Sherpa. But they're uh, surfboards. Yep. Uh, and Homer is like, oh, man. And the announcer's like, None of, these. none of those people are here you see just a <laughs> blank beach with like a guy like raking the sand well because it's a like, preview it's not yeah. the actual thing and it's like the sand is being prepped for sand castle building which yeah i guess you got to prep the sand make sure it's good and chunky and i guess i don't know you could uh well um there are beach cleaners so yeah. I mean, i've been to california numerous times uh there are beach cleaners that go and kind of rake the sand pick up trash kind of get everything yeah. ready for the day so yeah so homer yawns uh as marge walks in because obviously homer go- says to marge marge i'm bored <laughs> why don't you read something because i'm trying to reduce my boredom <laughs> oh homer come on homer pick up a comic book or something you, you could find yeah. something to read pick up that and- tv guide you like reading tv guide yeah and uh, Marge tells Homer he can hand out flyers for the neighborhood rummage sale. Uh, no Parcheesi sets, please. God, I haven't uh, played Parcheesi in a long time. We had Parcheesi. Okay, we I did. thought Parcheesi was pretty fun. Yeah, it was a good game. Um, so uh, I love how like Bart walks into the room and Homer grabs Bart to hand out flyers as he has a beer in hand. And uh, they uh, uh, stop to look at a house that's for sale in the neighborhood. And Bert's like, that fancy house will never sell. Nobody who could afford it would want to live in this neighborhood. Homer's like, hey, what's wrong with this neighborhood? He walks up to the gate and shakes his fist at it. And he's like, big shot. Too good to buy a house here, snobby. Bert's like, who are you talking to? to you, Homer? The guy who doesn't live there. (laughs) Oh my God, that's so great. Oh man. And I, I believe this is the part where Homer litters. Too like he just drops his beer can, yeah. Right? Yeah, Homer's like good old Evergreen Terrace, the swankiest street in the closest, uh, is the classiest part of Pressboard Estates. Uh, so now we, uh, now we see well, a poop. Wait, 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 wait. But... Bart's like, well, if you love it so much, why are you always littering? It's easier, <laughs> duh. <laughs> oh yeah, um, yeah. I skipped. I skipped a step. That's okay. Um, so uh, Apu is watching his car, singing along to Dream Police by Cheap Trick, which is fantastic. You know, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, or maybe maybe it's it's twice, but isn't he singing Dream Police in the 21 short episode, like the short things of Springfield too? I don't even think we've gotten to that episode. We, we haven't, but I could have sworn he was singing that song in that episode as well. Well, guess what? Put a pin in it. I know. But uh, yes. that's not that's not for a while, I think. 
Yeah. I know. I think it's in this season, but I don't. When I, well, it's funny when I, when I saw him singing it, I'm like, wait a minute, this isn't the right episode for this. So uh, yeah. Dream police. And what is it? Um, a Corvette he's washing or a Mustang? Yeah. Corvette? Oh, no. Corvette. Oh, Firebird. Firebird. A Thunder, Thunder Cougar. Cougar Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. A Firebird. Yeah, that's a nice uh, little car for. Uh, well, for look Apu. how much he's charging for people at the yeah. Quickie Mart. He can afford it. And Homer and Bart stop at Apu's house, and uh, Apu asks if he can spray them in a playful fashion <laughs> with the hose. And Homer's like, spray the boy. And so Apu sprays Bart. Yep. It's great. And Homer asks Apu if uh, he is excited about the rummage sale. And Apu says yes. And he has a lot of time to kill until they fix the malfunction in the squishy machine. Yep. And then we cut to the squishy machine and he like, it's all green. Yeah. Because apparently it was flooded with a green squishy. Yeah. And it looked really like, because obviously, okay, so we see two guys in scuba scuba gear trying to fix the machine. Yeah. We also see Jimbo swimming to steal beer. And it seems, it doesn't seem like thick and icy like you would think. Yeah. Uh, like squishy would be, but it also doesn't seem syrupy. It seems more watery. But the other thing too is how did Jimbo get in there to steal the beer? And like, the other thing too is if they just open the door, won't the squishy come out? <laughs> yeah, but they don't want the squishy juice all over the street and parking Who lot. Who cares? Just, that's what a power washer is for. Or it, is kinda, it is kind of funny. Unless there was so, well, then Jimbo couldn't have gotten in. But I was like, maybe there was too much air pressure. To physically open the door, but then you just smash the door with like a rock or something. Yeah. Uh, either way, that Quickie Mart, hopefully uh, he has good insurance because he's going to have to replace everything. It is going to be way yeah. too sticky. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, Homer and Bart stop to look this at a house that for, that's for sale. And uh, Robert already said, you know, that, uh, you know, <laughs> the, they, quote. <laughs> the quote. And, uh, Next, we see Marge going through things that she wants to sell um, up in the attic because got to get ready for that rummage sale. I mean, remember how many times our parents like came to us? Well, I guess it was more our mom. Like, we're going to have a rummage sale. Can I get rid of this? No. No. Dude, she sold our Nintendo. Yeah, I had to get our our, uh, grandparents Nintendo. Sold our Nintendo in games. Couldn't believe it. Yep. But see... That's that that's parents for you. They'll go through your shit and try to sell stuff you don't want to sell. And Marge is doing this with Homer. Yeah. And Marge is like, "Can we get rid of this Ayatollah T-shirt?" Oh, what is that? Colmaine Col- died years ago. <laughs> but Marge, it works on any Ayatollah. Ayatollah Nakaba, Ayatollah Zadeti. We even as we speak, Ayatollah Razmar and his. <laughs> cadre of fanatics are consolidating their power <laughs> i don't care i don't who's know consoli- if that's how that shirt works it's like i don't care what they're consolidating it's gonna go <laughs> yeah marge is a jerk trying to get rid of homer's stuff oh but then, wait, what yeah, else is she gonna get rid of yeah she's uh as she's rummaging through the attic she finds a denim jacket with disco stew um studded on the back with rhinestones Marge is well, like, she well she holds well no 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 she didn't find the denim jacket she holds up the rhinestone gun that Homer used to rhinestone the uh, back of the jacket that he holds up oh sure 
And uh, Marge is like, who's Disco Stew? <laughs> oh, I wanted to write Disco Stud, but I was out of, ran out of space. Not that Disco Stew didn't get his share of the action. <laughs> when did that happen? He must have rhinestoned that thing what, before senior year of high school? I don't know. Because he would have been dating Marge. I mean, they didn't. They didn't, They were together since senior year of high school. What I, action I, was Homer getting? Well, no, he said Disco Stew got his share of action. He didn't say Homer. Well, no, I think he was referring to himself as being Disco Stew because he wore the jacket. I don't think he was referring to himself as Disco Stew. No, I think he was, because Disco no. Stew doesn't exist in the universe until, like, ten minutes from now. Yeah, but that 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 retroactively, that means he exists in the universe. I don't know. I don't think he was referring to... I think he was referring to himself wearing the jacket. But either way, But either way, I, when did he make the jacket? That's the bigger question. I don't know. During the 70s? Okay. But see, that's what I'm wondering, was it, it must have been pre-Marge. No, to put him in high school. He could have done it while they were dating. Maybe. Um, so now we see the police blocking off the street to do the rummage sale, which I don't think they had to do in our neighborhood. But I know no. in our na- in our neighborhood up the road, they have they don't put up like barricades, but they definitely have like people guiding traffic. Uh, just because it's literally like blocks upon blocks of people doing rummage sales i don't really remember like the neighborhood we grew up in doing a whole lot of rummage sales i don't know i I think we did i think we did like a i I remember like a block party here and there yeah we did some block parties but yeah we did some uh 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 neighborhood wide rummage sales oh yeah um and so we see ned is (laughs) he's ned's basically the spearhead of this whole thing yeah. Um. And Ned announces, you know, a place to buy some charcoal, because I mean, everyone needs charcoal for their grill. Yeah. And then Ned stops over at Mrs. Glick's table and picks up a bowl and asks <laughs> her, you know, what it is. It's like it's a candy dish, Ned. Well, I guess you could put other things. No, no, no. Uh, no. Yeah, She's so like, it's a candy dish, Ned. It's uh, ninety dollars. It's like, well, well, I guess you could put some nice things in it. And then uh, Mrs. Glick grabs the microphone and he yells at him, no, only candy, $90. (laughs) God, you're not going to sell anything, Mrs. Glick, you old bat. Is this the last episode for Mrs. Glick? I actually actually thought a few up the last time she was on a few episodes ago was her last episode, but we'll see. She's got to be getting a little old. Yeah. And so, you know, Marge is set up uh, with some items to sell and... uh, and she has a, quite a few things at her table. Yeah. She has the I Didn't Do It t-shirts, last seen in Bart Gets Famous, the Mary Worth telephone from Lady Bouvier Lover, uh, a copy of the album Bigger Than Jesus by the B-Sharps from Homer's Barbershop Quartet, Simpson and Sons revitalizing tonic from Grandpa vs. Sexual Inadequacy, and... The Olmec Indian head from Blood Feud. Now, how'd they get that out of the house? Yes. Well, first of all, we never knew how they got it in the house, let alone get it back out of the house. <laughs> but they obviously didn't want it. Well, they were like, we're, we're done with this shit. This thing needs to go. And obviously they didn't sell it 
because very recently I was watching some Simpsons at where I work and just got a glimpse of their basement and the head is still in their basement. Uh, so yeah, I don't think they're ever getting rid of that thing. No, they, they can't, they can't sell it. There's no way. Um, so Skinner stops uh, by and Marge tries to sell him a motorized tie rack <laughs> and Skinner's and she turns it on and Skinner's like, oh, that motor seems too loud. She's like, <laughs> well, you could take the motor out of it and make it a normal tie rack. It's like, oh, but now the ties are motionless <laughs> and the ones in the back are just un- un- uh, unobtainable. <laughs> and then uh, Skinner's like, that's eh, a moot point considering I only have one tie. Eh. And then he walks away. And then a moment later, he walks back. Has anyone bought the tie rack yet? And then Marge's like, no. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> so, yeah, Skinner, Skinner uh, just wanted that tie rack for his one tie. And so then Ned tries to sell Homer's uh, rhinestone jacket. But he's just going to everyone's uh, table. Doesn't yeah. he have his own tables? I could tell. Could, did Ned have his own stuff for sale? I don't know. Because I feel like he should be at his own table trying to sell his own shit. And uh, yeah. and uh, he asks if anyone in the neighborhood thinks Ned, or Homer asks anyone if anyone in the neighborhood thinks Ned should shut up. And they're like, yes! <laughs> and uh, Homer is like, thinks their neighborhood is the best in town and everyone agrees with Homer. Yeah. Yeah, they got the best neighborhood in town, baby. It's the only neighborhood in town that I know of, well, except for the rich people neighborhood. Yeah. Um, so Homer holds up his Ayatollah shirt and asks the group if the Ayatollah is right by saying he is better than America. <laughs> Most of the crowd like boo and no, but one guy's like, yeah. And Homer's just like, anyways, and he sells the old Ayatollah shirt to Mo for $5. And he's like, and then he holds up the motor from the tire rack, which Skinner buys. Yes. So he made like, a- I'll take, I'll take that. <laughs> and then Wiggum starts to play a keyboard and Homer starts singing to the tune of Big Spender. And he's like, hey, Big Spender, dig this blender, rainbow suspenders. Hey, Big Spender. And the crowd's like, we surrender. I'm not going to try to sing anymore. And Homer does his big finish and he's like, spend some dough a table three. <laughs> and everybody, uh, everybody in the crowd cheers and applauds. And he's like, thank you, neighbors. Thank you. Now let's give it up for table five. And then to the tune of staying alive, obviously, he's like, uh, 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 table five, table five, uh, 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 table five. And then during his big table five, we see a, like, uh. Uh, moving truck and a nice fancy car pull into the house across the street because it's sold. Yep. And Homer like kind of just blaz out, just like trails off. And Disco Stew, who's upset, goes, "Ahem, Disco Stew likes disco music." <laughs> I think we might have missed it, but during somewhere during this. Um, one of Disco Stew's friends and him are walking by the Simpsons table and they're like, hey, Disco Stew, you should buy this. Yeah, you did skip that. Yeah. And uh, he's like, he's like, uh, Disco Stew doesn't advertise. advertise. <laughs> and this, our friends, is our first appearance of Disco Stew. Yep. Yeah. 
Gotta so, love Disco Stew. Yeah, you do. I think his voice changes a little bit. I don't know. I think all he says is, I'm Disco Stew. <laughs> like, I don't think he has much of anything to change. He says the same thing or a variation of the same yeah. thing every time. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot of talking parts. Nope. So, uh, so the crowd watches um, as they're, the, the new neighborhood, the new neighbor in the neighborhood you know, comes out. We see two guys in suits. They step aside and we see George H.W. Bush. And he's like. He's like, hi, everybody. I'm George Bush. And the crowd just <laughs> stares at him. He's like, uh, former President George Bush. They're like, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So this is actually the second appearance of George Bush. The oh, really? First, uh, yeah. The first episode, uh, he tried to get into a club and they said no first time. Uh, no uh, one timers. Oh, one- that's right. I forget which episode that was. Yep, I remember that one, yeah. That was a good episode. So, yeah. Oh, I think, wasn't it Burns' birthday party? I think that, you're right. Yep, yep, Burns' birthday party. Yeah, so this is the set. So why would he come back to Springfield? (laughs) Oh, we'll Um, find out. Yes, so Homer says, all right, give it up for the new guy. Now, turn around and pay attention to me. (laughs) Which the crowd doesn't because a former president just moved in. Exactly um and a so bad one we... i would have just hucked things at him although wow. secret service might have arrested me yeah so now we see uh the simpsons back in their house so the yard sales are over they've all cleaned up and homer and bart look through the blinds to look at bush and homer is upset that bush moved into his neighborhood and is upset he can't do anything oh he's upset he's like oh look at the big shot thinking he can do whatever he wants and all bush is doing is mowing his lawn which is weird because he has secret service no they they just guard him bush still has to mow his own lawn yeah and so uh homer asks why bush just couldn't stay in his own state and lisa (laughs) with the her only line in the episode by the way goes actually this is one of the nine states where mr bush claims residency dad i wouldn't have voted for him but it's nice to have a celebrity in the neighborhood Wait a minute. If Lisa didn't vote for him and I didn't vote for him, Marge's like, you didn't vote for anybody. Homer's like, I voted for Prell to go back to the old glass bottle. After that, I became deeply cynical. Isn't Prell like a shampoo? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yep. Oh, God. And did, so, did Homer think that Lisa would have been the only person to vote for Bush and that's how he got to be president? I don't know. So now, uh, Ned and his family go to welcome Bush to the neighborhood. And so the Secret Service is checking out Ned and they, they look at his license plate. And it says that his address is 740 Evergreen Terrace. And I'm pretty sure his address is 70, 744 Evergreen Terrace. Is that the way the numbers go? Because the Simpsons are 742. So... I don't well, know which. Seven forty four. I don't know which directions the numbers go on their street. Yeah. Well, we'll have to look at future episodes to see if we can see the number on the house. All right. So Ned Flanders, how do we doodly there, President Bush, or or should I say, President Neighbor? I'm Ned Flanders, and this is Maude, Rod, and Todd. And George is like, and how do we doodly yourself there, Ned? This is my wife Barbara. I call her Bar. Would you like some <laughs> lemonade? <laughs> Tip top notch, notch, Oakley Doakley. That's Bush, by the way. Flanders, thankfully, dankly, great delicious. And Bush, 
scrum diddly rific, squishing <laughs> Flanders together, fine and dandy like sour candy. <laughs> so, so Bush and Ned are friends. Yeah. Um, and so they kind of sit down and Bush is like, I don't understand lemonade. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's too sugary? I don't know. And so Maude asks why they moved to Springfield and Barbara says they just wanted to be private citizens again and go where no one cared about politics. So here's the thing. As soon as Bush lost in 92 and Clinton was sworn in in 93, he became a private citizen again. So yep. they've been private citizens for four years at this point. Well, so three, I guess. Hell, where the hell were they living? Uh, probably Texas. Yeah. Well, I think, I think, I think the Bushes lived in Texas. Yeah. Yep. That's where they're yeah. from. So yeah, that would make so, sense, but they got to get out of, they had to get out of Texas. Why? They and should go to love whatever and go to whatever state Springfield is in. Maybe <laughs> Texas. Uh, well, no, I think they might've stayed in Texas. Well, maybe not. Uh, according to Barbara, I'd have to look at the 92 numbers because according to Barbara, Springfield had the lowest voter turnout average in America. <laughs> well, there's probably only what, like 3000 people that live there. If that. Yeah. And so if the average was the lowest, <laughs> boy, what? 10 people voted. Yeah. It makes sense. Uh, Rod tells the president that not everyone in Springfield is good. And Todd tells Bush that there's one kid he should look out for. And like, they're all being creepy about it. And Ned tells the kids not to scare the president. And right at that moment, who should walk by? Well, I should say skateboard by, but Bart Simpson. Yep. And uh, I have to say, though, I I get that Bart probably interacts the most with Rod and Todd for them anyways. But he's not the only bad kid in Springfield. No. But you got you got Jimbo, you got Dolph, Kearney, Nelson. Nelson's two little goons that we haven't seen in like five seasons. But I think that's more I think Tato's more referring to the neighborhood and and or directly across the street from them. Yeah. Well yeah. Well he says kid. He's talking about yep. Bart. Yeah. Um and we get the dun 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 music as Bart skateboards by. And he just looks at him and they just look at him. Like he's just skateboarding, you're not doing anything bad yet. Um, so now it's the next morning or some time has passed and we see Lenny, Reverend Lovejoy and Dr. Hibbert power walk with Bush. Yep. Cause they're trying to suck up to him. Oh yeah. Yep. Big time. And, and Homer's like, look at those phonies sucking up to Bush. Uh, and then Santa's little helper glances at Homer and then barking runs off to the joggers. Cause even, even Santa's little helper wants to suck up. And I was yeah. like, I guess you might say he's barking up the wrong bush. <laughs> there, and then Homer's brain's like, there it is, Homer. The cleverest thing you'll ever say, and nobody heard it. <laughs> Don't. Don't. Yeah, Homer was uh, lying in his hammock when he saw them pass. Yep. Which is I weird, because I, I thought the hammock was in the backyard. Well, so if you look at the Simpson house... You can see uh, one of the trees that it's connected to. So maybe he was lying facing the road because they don't have like a gate there. So you can yeah. see into their backyard. I mean, they have the fence that divides. Sometimes they have the fence that divides Ned and Homer, their houses. So, but they don't have a gate. So you can see the street. I guess. Kind of weird, but yeah, uh, maybe. 
That's kind of weird. But so Bush comes home to relax with his U.S. News and World Report magazine with Clinton on the cover and the title Public Enemy Number One. Uh, I'm pretty sure U.S. News and World Report is probably a right-leaning magazine. I'm going to go with that. And then Bart comes to visit and he's like, hello, Mr. Bush. (laughs) And... I guess this could either be a reference to Hello Nurse from the Animaniacs or Dennis the Menace. Hello, Mr. Wilson. I'm going to go with it's that one just because of all the shenanigans. I think this whole Bart Bush interaction is all Dennis the Menace. Well, it is. But Animaniacs did come out in 93. Well, Dennis the Menace has been around since the 60s, dude. Yeah, but I mean, you can you can have a reference to two things. It doesn't yeah. have to be either or. Well, yeah, it doesn't. But if Bart is doing this whole bit throughout the yeah, but don't forget the, the an- episode. But don't forget the Animaniacs also cause trouble. Sure, but there's three of them. There's only <laughs> one, and Bart has a slingshot like Dennis the Menace, which we will see later. Yeah, uh, and uh, Bart asks uh, what what an object is. And Bush tells him it's an electric card shuffler. And <laughs> Bart goes over and fucks with it and makes all the cards, like, go everywhere. Yeah, Bush is like, don't go near that. Too late. Yep. And then Bush is upset because the cards went everywhere. And Bart's like, those are from Air Force One. And he only gets so many packs. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Air Force One hands out decks of cards. Now, remember in the past when Delta and... All the other airlines, Northwest, they'd actually hand out playing cards on the plane. I don't remember that. Yeah. Dude, kinda... the first time the first time I remember actually flying in a plane was junior year of high school. Oh. That's I mean, yeah. Uh and Bar- Barbara tells George that boys will be boys. And mm-hmm. Barbara tells George he should show Bar some photos. It's like, I don't want to. And I think his hands are all covered in mud and cookies. <laughs> mud, I get cookies. I guess he's a kid. He likes cookies. Yeah. And uh, Bart shows him that his hands are clean. Yep. And uh, George is trying to show Bart some pictures, but Bart keeps interrupting after everything. He's like, who's that, George? <laughs> well, you wouldn't know him. <laughs> who's that, George? It's like, and he tells the name. He's like, that's a stupid, stupid. name. <laughs> well, maybe he thinks Bart's a stupid name. <laughs> oh bart yeah. and then bart asked george how many times he was president and george like once <laughs> <laughs> i guess you could well i mean is a term being president again or are you just still president because even well, if you're in office for two terms you were only president one time it's not like you stopped being president and then became president again. Um, you're forgetting Grover Cleveland. Okay, he was president twice then. But <laughs> in, in 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 normal terms, if you're if you're president through two terms, you're still only president one time, right? Well, technically, I would say technically you were president twice because you had like yes, you're the incumbent going into your the second round of voting, I guess. But technically. Yes, it's the same number. Like, if Trump had won in 2020, he still would have been the 45th, you know, president. Exactly. So, but you know, like he the still 45th would have been president. and 46th president. 
Well, but you're still president twice. You won twice. Like, look at this way. Okay, the Astros won the World Series this year. They win it next year. They won it twice. Exactly. They had actually, I don't know. He won it. He won the presidency twice. He was president twice. All right. Um, So George George asks Barbara if dinner's almost ready. And she responds that I'm cooking rice. That'll be a while. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It takes like a minute to cook rice. Depends on the type of rice. There's the five minute rice. And then there's the 25 minute rice. It shouldn't take you 25 minutes. It to is. Rice. Dude, jasmine, ri- like real rice, like real rice takes a long time to cook. Go look it um, up. Real um, rice. Takes all a- rice is real rice. Uh, Yeah. Well, no, there's yes. different types of rice. There's, there's different jas- types. of. But you just said jasmine rice is real rice, insinuating that all other rices are fake. <laughs> well, no, they're not. Well, there's ras- ra- uh, jasmine rice, balsami rice. There's a lot of different rices, but those rices, like the jasmine and the balsami, can take 20 minutes to make, depending on how much you put in. I feel like they probably wouldn't be cooking that kind of rice. Well, why not? They're the bushes. They have money. They can afford uh, <laughs> good rice. Sure. And uh, Bart's like, did your, did your Secret Service uh, guys ever whack anybody, George? Goons. Oh, goons. What did I say? Guys? <laughs> well, they are guys. But they're goons. <laughs> Hired goons. Yeah, um, And Bush is like, yeah. He's like, you know, in my day, little boys didn't call their elders by uh, their first names. Yeah, well, welcome to the 21st century, George. 20th century. Oh, right. I feel like we're in the 21st century. We are in the 21st century. But when this episode aired, they were in the 20th century. Yes. Yeah. Uh, So Homer uh, decides, I'm going to go to Krusty Burger because I got to get my breakfast balls before (laughs) they stop serving them. So he's got, he's like, I have one minute before they stop serving. It's like, it's like going to McDonald's before breakfast stops being served. Yeah. And uh, we see that Bush is trying to order and he's like, <laughs> it's like, what's a crusty burger? Do you have any, what's, what kind of stew do you have today? <laughs> uh, we don't have stew. And I like how Homer's in the back just honking, trying to get the Secret Service or get them to go. And Secret yeah. Service is like, why don't you just get a hamburger? It's not, what is it? Not, not a, a weekend. weekend. It's a weekend type of food. <laughs> and what? then Homer, then Homer keeps talking and he's like, man, it's like he's being louder than World War Two. <laughs> and so the agent gets out of the car, asks Homer to pop the hood and he disables the horn. And Homer like hangs his head out there and was like, hey, my taxes pay for that horn. Technically not. I mean, no. I guess maybe if you got a refund. Or what about, what if it's a, like, uh, a auction, like a, uh, like a, pre- like a, what you call it, auction, a prison auction, or what do they call those? Prison auction? Is that what they're called? Prison auction? Yes. Is that funded by the government? Because it's no. prison? It's an no. auction. You still pay for it with your own money. Oh, but doesn't. Who takes the stuff away? The state? Yes, like the state. The state will take the stuff, and then they will auction it off. But that's still not being paid for with your taxes. You are paying for it with your own money. I guess so. <laughs> uh, and so we see uh, Barbara guarding it in the backyard, 
and Bart comes out to talk to her. And I love the shot. The shot of him walking up is just like the Dennis the Menace poster. It's like half a Bart with the slingshot in the back pocket. Awesome shot. I absolutely love how they took that shot. Um, And Bart tells her that George is awfully grumpy, but she reassures Bart that George likes him. I doubt it. Yeah. And she tells George that he's napping, but it's time for him to wake up and work on his memoirs. It's like, why don't you go wake him up? <laughs> and he's like, okay. So, uh, uh, so Bart, you know, goes into the house to wake up George and he does it by blowing <laughs> on a horn that George got from, I think it was some South African country. No, I think it was the Alpine horn from like uh, Sweden or where do they blow those things? Netherlands? Somewhere in the Netherlands, yeah. right? So I don't know. Me no good at geometry. Um, so uh, Bart asks where Bush got his pajamas. And he's like, they're presidential pajamas. And he's got like the presidential seal on them. Which uh. I feel, I see. so I don't know, but I feel like he wasn't supposed to take those, but maybe he was allowed to. He was president. He, what, what, you think Clinton wanted to wear those things? That's fair. Um, it's so, not a hotel. They don't wash them. They let you rewear them. Yeah. So uh, Bart goes downstairs into the kitchen and he makes a mess of everything, <laughs> looking for candy. And Just go uh, through every drawer. And, like I love how he pulls out the drawers and use them as steps. That's was, great. That, I love good. how Barbara like walks him down the down him yes. too. Yeah, and Barbara's like, uh, "Well, we don't have candy because you know they're old people. I don't really eat a lot of sweets." And but she's like. And she tells Bart, but I can make you cookies. And George's like, I don't remember the last time you made me cookies. And she's like, what was that? (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) That's fantastic. Uh, So now we come back to Homer um, checking out uh, George Bush's uh, history in the encyclopedia (laughs) under Bush George. And Uh, Homer's like, all right, his story checks out. That's great. Have you ever just looked someone up just to be like, are they really famous? Or did no. you just know? No. Not, not, I mean, that's what the internet is for. We didn't have the, oh, I guess we had the sort of the internet back yeah. then. Um, And so Homer asked Marge if she would be happier if he was president. And Marge is like, as long as the car has gas in it, I'm happy. And Homer's like, you can always count on that. And then like, he's sitting at the kitchen table. It kind of pans over towards the car and Homer just looks at it. And you get like this ominous music playing like yeah. he didn't actually have the car <laughs> full of gas, which is great. I love it. Um, so now we cut back to Bush, who finishes typing up his memoir. And he's like, and he finishes up by saying, and I accomplished everything in my first term. Therefore, <laughs> no second term was needed. Obviously, that's not true. He wanted a second term and lost. Yep. And so, um, so after he's done typing, he sets his memoirs aside and he goes to look at a motor when, uh, Bart comes in through the back door on his skateboard and he goes, hello, Mr. Bush again. Uh, so great. And so, uh, Bart starts messing with things and, uh, Bush is like, no, no, don't touch that. Blah, blah, blah. Like he, the mug and papers and all this stuff. And he's like, oh, what does this do? And, Bush's like, don't pull that. But of course it's Bart. And he pulls the cord to Bush's motor, causing it to go all over the place in the garage and wreaking havoc and apparently busting (laughs) out windows. Not not the memoirs. Well, no, that comes a little bit. I mean, so like it's going all around and he like, it 
like kills a plant and breaks windows and then they stop yep. and the motor stops and they're like, nobody move. And then something hits the motor and ultimately like bumps the desk where the memoirs are sitting and the memoir goes into the motor fan and it's all torn up. But you can see on one piece of paper is the writing VP quail and the word embarrassment. <laughs> Great. Uh, that's good. Oh, man. So uh, Bush is like, well, I should have, I'm going to do something your parents should have done a long time ago. And he spanks Bart. Spanks yeah. him. How dare right on, he? Right on the ass. And he tells Bart to go home and think about what he's done. And so Bart goes home and tells the family that Bush... did you see the look on Bart's face? He looks so confused. Yeah. Like, as Bart's walking away from Bush's house, he has the most confused look on his face. Well, it wasn't even like... It didn't even look like it was that hard of a spank. It was just like a little slap. Yep. Yeah. And so uh, Bart goes home and tells the family that Bush spanked him. And Homer's upset. And Bart, uh, who's like, I told him to stop. But he said it was for the good of the nation. And Homer's like, first, Bush invades my home turf. Then he takes my pals. Then he makes fun of the way I talk. Probably. Now he steals my right to raise a disobedient, smart alecky son. Well, that's it. (laughs) Yeah. And March tells uh, Abe that she understands that in their day, they liked to, they got spanked. But yeah. uh, that's not the kind of punishment that, uh, you know, we have. But yeah, Abe's like, big deal. When I was a pup, we got spanked by presidents till the cows came home. Grover Cleveland spanked me on two non-consecutive occasions. <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. Uh, and obviously the non two non-consecutive occasions is yep. because Grover Cleveland, as we stated a little bit earlier, only was, uh, he served his two terms in different years yep yeah yeah and uh yeah it was like it's like uh what what's with all the kids running wild and he points to lisa she's just reading a book <laughs> it's like yeah i'm just here just ignoring everything yeah it's like it's like lisa's like what was that standing kyle in south park it's like yeah we're not getting involved in this yeah. we're out we're out yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not i'm not touching this one yeah <laughs> you guys do whatever you want um, so Homer marches over to uh, the Bush house and demands George come outside and the Secret Service asks Homer what he's doing. He's like, I came over to punch George Bush in the face. <laughs> uh, is he expecting you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, nope. Sorry, guys. Not not expected. Yeah. And Bush comes out outside and Homer demands an apology. But Bush says that Homer owes him an apology. And that he calls Homer a bad father. Which, it's true. Yep. And uh, Homer uh, starts stepping on some flowers, and uh, the Secret Service agents tell him not to do that. So he was just kind of standing there stepping on him. Yep. Like, he wasn't, like, forcefully doing it. Yep. And Homer says uh, Bush is hiding behind his agents and calls him a wimp. And uh, this is a reference to the wimp factor. A criticism of Bush during the 1988 election campaign that Bush looked too weak to be a president. I mean, he looked kind of oldish, right? He was like one of the. I mean, older, look, how many old guys have been president? All of them, except for Obama. Except for Obama, yep. 
Obama although, by was... Time, Obama, although, by the time he was done... He was... He's still in his 50s! Oh, is he? I think so. I guess I never really, uh... I think he was only 48 when he was president. No. I guess I, I... I usually am too unaware of how old our presidents are. They're always old. Typically, yes. And, uh, you know, this upsets George, and he tells his agents to stand down. Oh, okay. by the way, uh, I lied. He is now 61. Okay. But, so he was in his late 40s, early 50s when he was president. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I love how the agents just shrug and walk away. <laughs> like, all right, you can do whatever you want. We really didn't like you anyway. Yeah. Um, and Bush is like, all right, mister, you want trouble? You're going to get trouble. I was like, oh, I want trouble, all right. Then you're going to get trouble. No, you're going to get <laughs> trouble. And Bush is like, oh, that's good. That's good, because I want trouble. I was like, then we're agreed. There'll be trouble. Oh, yeah. Lots of trouble. It's like, trouble it is. And Bush is like, for you. For don't. <laughs> oh, Homer always losing. Yeah. Always losing. And uh, we see Homer and Bart setting up their first prank. <laughs> I was like, this is going to be sweet. 200 bottle rockets and George Bush doing toe touches by an open window. <laughs> Bart's like, you get one up his butt. It's a million points. <laughs> I feel like that's dangerous. And also, um, you're most likely going to probably set some houses on fire with this stunt. Yeah, probably. But they're all aimed at the Bush house. So that's cool. And so Homer and Bart uh, launch bottle rockets at the bushes, and we see it's more just kind of explosions around the house. Yeah. typically the fuses on bottle rockets aren't that long, and no. they'll typically explode relatively quickly. quickly. Yeah. Um, and George watches the bottle rockets go off, and Barbara asks him why he can't just go say he's sorry. And George's like, because I'm right, and I've pulled some pranks in my time. And then he holds up a spray can, like, oh, what's he going to do? Yeah. Like, okay, he's going to go uh, spray paint something naughty. And uh, we see George spray paints a sheet that says, two bad neighbors. Now, tell me if I'm wrong, but is this the first time we've ever gotten, like, the title of an episode ever, like, said and or written? I don't know. Because you know how, like, the biggest thing that always is, like... Yes. It's, like, in movies, TV shows, at it's some literally, point... It's literally in every goddamn movie. Exactly. Every movie, someone says the title of the movie. Now, some uh, are obvious, like The Matrix, but others are, like, you know, not as obvious. Technically, technically, I believe Troy McClure might say it in the 138th episode spectacular, but I'm not hundred percent sure. Yeah. I can't remember if he actually, I don't said. really, I don't really think so. Yeah. I don't really think so. Yeah. Oh, radioactive man. Yep. Yeah. So, but. uh, but so then you see crude paintings of what is supposed to be Bart and Homer on it. I mean, the one kind of looks like Homer. Yeah. Uh, but it confuses Hibbert and Ned. He's like, are you guys saying that you're bad neighbors? No, 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 no. The guy and the boy. It's like, Mar, Bar, what's the guy's name? I don't want to get involved, George. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it, it is a little confusing because you say you 
make it say two bad neighbors. Yeah, you drew Barton Homer. If you drew him a little bit better, maybe people would understand. Yeah. But, I mean, you also should put that over the, the bad neighbor's house. Yeah, um, he, and so, should have, he should have brought the whole thing over over to their house, yeah. yeah. And so George, he's like, fine, I'll take the banner down, even though I <laughs> thought it was straightforward. <laughs> fine. So now we see George sitting on his couch as uh, Barbara tries to get him to get dressed, and he's like, I'm not going out there with those two out there. <laughs> Have you, ever, have you ever pulled pranks on anyone? Uh, we probably, I, think we, I think we talked about this in a previous episode. We probably have. I've done a little ding dong ditching back in my day, and I'm sure I'm sure I pulled some pranks in college here and there. Nothing too memorable. Yeah, I can't actually think of hating any of our neighbors. Like, no. All of our neighbors are pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and so uh so Homer has made two cardboard cutouts of George's sons outside and he like knocks on the door and board uh, Borge. George goes to look through the people and he sees two cutouts and he's like, Oh, our sons are here. And Bush thinks uh, they can help him prank Homer. And Barbara asks if, asks him if that's all he thinks about. <laughs> and the funny thing is so Homer is like, it's, it's George Bush jr. And Jeb Bush. And apparently in the DVD commentary for this episode, the writers state that they were not even vaguely aware that George Bush had a younger son who shared his name, who uh, at that time, George George Jr. was governor of Texas before becoming the 43rd president of the United States in 01, um, which is weird because... Um, Homer, you know, Homer said Jeb, Jeb yeah. Bush, who also exists and was governor of Florida around the same time as Bush was president. Um, and so, but like, I, I didn't really see anywhere about the, the commentary saying they knew about Jeb. But I feel um, like they would have done their research right before writing uh, that joke. You would think so. So either the writers knew about Jeb Bush, know that Jeb Bush was George's son or they just got lucky. I feel like they didn't get lucky. I feel like they knew they had to have known Jeb was George's son, but maybe that's all they looked into. And they're like, oh, we're going to make him have another son and we'll just call him George Jr. But that's so weird. Like, it I, is. I feel like the writers would have had to know. I I don't know. According to the according to the commentary, they, they weren't weren't aware of it. So which weird. is which is which is weird because. I mean, Bush was the governor of Texas. I know. Well, I mean, he's been in the spotlight. I feel like you could Google. Well, I guess they really didn't have yeah. Google back then. But 96. <laughs> well, I, I mean, yeah, maybe it is possible. They I could mean, have 90s... Yahooed it or asked Jeeves. <laughs> yes, Jeeves. Jesus Christ. So anyways, <laughs> George goes outside and then Homer lifts the cardboard cutouts to distract George. And Bart dumps glue on George's head and Homer runs in and puts a rainbow colored wig on George's head. Oh, that was and great. And glues it to his head. That's that a, was... It's a good prank, but also a root, uh, a mean prank. Because now you got glue and it's, it's I, horrible. So I like the fact that after after the Elk River the, or the Elk Club thing, yeah. you see George Bush again without his rainbow hair. But it's like his normal hair is on it. Would you have to shave your head if you had glue all over it? Probably. Um, so yeah, Bush goes to the Springfield BPOE, which I don't know what BPOE stands for. I don't know. I'm guessing 
elk is the e because bar bar did say he had to go to like the uh, dinner luncheon at the elk club but uh to deliver a speech and he so he has the colored hair yep so he he cut off well he he cut off as much as the wig as he could and styled it yeah Um, oh it wasn't styled it was very spiky that's true and he asks so he finishes up his speech and he goes um, does anybody have any questions? And people, you know, raise their hands and he's like, may I remind you when I stayed at the beginning, I've already explained my hair and everybody's <laughs> just like, oh yeah, yeah, that happened. Yeah. yeah. And so now, uh, so now Bush is pissed. He's pissed. Yep. And he, uh, tears up the Simpsons lawn by doing donuts on it in his SUV. And the Simpson family watches through the window. And, uh, Marge's like, President Bush is driving on our lawn. He must be lost. Oh my god. Homer, who's angry, he's not lost. And Bart Bart goes, looks like we're experiencing some blowback from the Whig offensive. Homer's <laughs> like, it's time to hit him where he lives. His house? Bingo. Bingo. <laughs> and uh, the Whig offensive line is a reference to Bush's role as CIA chief. Okay. Did he do something with wigs? I don't know. Is there a sting operation that involved heavy wigs? Probably not. <laughs> um, so Homer and Bart get into the sewers and Homer goes, I thought to myself, what would God do? <laughs> and but, and we see Bart carrying a box of Edmund Scientific Company locusts. <clears throat> and uh, Homer says, it's all in the Bible. The prankster's Bible. And he holds up like a little Bible. But it said Holy Bible on it. It did. I don't Uh, don't, don't know. Um, And so, uh, you know, Bush finishes wrecking the Simpsons yard and gets out. (laughs) And he's like, uh, and he's like, what? uh, He asks himself, would this be considered feisty or crazy? I'm going to go with crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And he notices through like a sewer grate that Bart and Homer are in the sewer. And so Bush, like, dude, like, nimbly lifts up a manhole cover with two fingers yep. and, like, jumps into the sewer. And uh, Bush confronts them, and Homer tells Bush to apologize for spanking Bart. And George tells Homer that Bart needs to apologize for destroying his memoirs. And Homer's like, <laughs> you didn't tell me about that. <laughs> Never! And Homer and Bush start fighting. Oh my god. Like that's what the whole thing started was the whole yeah. the spanking was about because Bart destroyed the memoirs. Yeah. And so Barbara goes over to the Simpsons house and her and Marge drink some tea and Barbara apologizes for George's behavior and she's like, He can be so stubborn and Marge's like, Yeah, Homer can be stubborn too and Barbara's like, Too bad they got off on the wrong foot. It's just like the Noriega thing. Now he and George are the best of friends. Yeah. That is a reference to former Panamanian leader Manuel Noriega, and it's actually the opposite of the real situation. Um, so as CIA director, uh, Bush had arranged for annual payments to, Gen- to General Noriega, but years later, Bush launched Operation Just Cause to depose him. So basically to turn on him. Yep. So they're not really friends. No. No. Um. And so, uh, so now we go back into the sewers and Bush and Homer have stopped fighting to catch, to catch their breath. And I love how Bush pulls a garrote wire out of his watch. (laughs) He's like, that's a trick I learned in the CIA. And as we've already stated, Bush was director 
of the CIA. Um, he was director from January 30th, 76 to January 20th, 1977. So about a year. Um, and in real life, uh, George Bush, when he was alive, uh, avoided using the phrase the CIA as do actual agents. No. No. Didn't know that. Yeah. I feel like, like, like I'm in the CIA. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, one year is a uh, chief, huh? He was either really bad or he got promoted. <laughs> Probably got promoted. Yeah. And so Bart stops George by throwing the locusts at him. I mean, he's been holding that box for the last five minutes. He might as well use them. Yeah. And we see uh, Mikhail Gorbachev uh, stop by uh, the Bush's house to give them a coffee ma- maker as a warming house gift. <laughs> uh, a warming of the house. <laughs> yes. Um, and so uh, Gorbachev is mentioned in uh, Springfield, uh, Dollar Sign Springfield, the casino episode. And Krusty oh. theorizes that the spot on his head is a symptom of his herpes. <laughs> oh, man. God. Oh, man. No, it's just a birthmark. Yep. And he turns around to watch George and Homer coming out of the sewer fighting. And George tells Homer he will ruin him like a Japanese banquet. And uh, this is a reference to an incident that happened on uh, January 8th, 1992, during a state dinner. Then President Bush vomited on the lap of Prime Minister of Japan. You want to take a crack at the name? No, I don't. Uh, I'm going to go with, I'll, I'll take a crack at the last name. I'm going to, uh, Miyazawa. That's pretty good. Yeah. Kichi probably is the Kichi. first name. God, I'd hate to be president vomiting on the, uh, prime minister of Japan. Jesus. I didn't even know that happened. Nope. You learn things on the Simpsons yeah. did podcast. And our parents make fun of us for watching the Simpsons. I know we're always learning things. Yeah. Um, as George strangles Homer, he notices that Gorbachev has stopped or is there and stops choking Homer. <laughs> and Homer asks George if he brought his commie friends to help fight dirty. Ooh. And this is a re- reference to Gorbachev's role as the last leader of the Soviet Union before the fall of communism and the thought in relations between the two countries during Bush's term in office. Yeah. Homer himself had befriended a commie friend in the case of Ideal, yep, Ideal Hoxa in the Crepes of Wrath. Yep. That, yep, that happened. Oh, yeah. But when's the last time he actually talked to Ideal? Eh, it's been a while. Yeah. Forever. Since what, For season two? Season one. Like Crepes, I think that was season one, wasn't it? Crepes when of Bar- Wrath? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was season one. Yeah. So George tries to explain to Gorbachev why uh, him and Homer are fighting, but Barbara stops him and demands George apologize to Homer. And she's like, I don't want to look uh, weak in front of the Russians. And she's like, George. <laughs> and so George apologizes to Homer for spanking Bart. And Homer says, in your face. Now apologize for the tax hike. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a reference to Bush creating a 31% income tax as part of the 1990 Budget Reconciliation Act, despite his 1988 campaign promise of no new taxes. Of course he raised frickin' taxes. He's a politician. That's what they do. Yep. 
And so Barbara says goodbye to Marge as the Bushes leave Springfield because he's like, he, he, George is ready to go. He's honking yeah. his horn. He's like, come on, Barb. And as the Bushes leave, someone new moves in. And the license plate on this car says, Mr. Duh. <laughs> I should get that license plate. I kind of like that license plate. And it's a good old Gerald Ford. Jerry Ford. Jerry Ford. He's like, say, Homer, do you like football? Do I ever? Do you like nachos? Yes, Mr. Ford. Well, why do you come over and watch the game and we'll have some nachos and then some beer? And Homer's like, ooh. And Homer and Gerald uh, Ford cross the street together. Homer's like, Jerry I think you and I are going to get along just fine. And both Homer and Ford trip on uh, Ford's driveway. And both of them yell, doe. God, I I just <laughs> watched the Futurama episode where it's like the hall of, or the heads, the presidential oh, heads. Yeah. And uh, Gerald Ford's in that, uh, in that episode as yeah. well. And I, God, the voice sounds literally the same. It may be the same voice actor. It, it must be because they sounded like almost I, identical. I do like the fact too that Gerald Ford looks so similar to Homer. Yep. And well, also, I, I, well, Bush and uh, Ned Flanders. Well, I guess eh, not really, but I mean, it's more their mannerisms than how they but, talk. But also, them falling down at the end of the driveway is a parody of uh, Ford's perceived clumsiness and trick knee. Uh, most notably when he fell down the stairs of Air Force One several times while in office. Which is funny because every president seems to have fallen down the stairs on yeah, Air Force Trump, One. Yeah, Trump, Biden, Ford. I don't know if Obama ever tripped, but I'm sure if he did, Fox News covered it 24-7 for like five yeah. weeks. Dude, I think I think like anytime it seems like anyone has fallen, it's usually when it's like really windy on the tarmac. Well, that makes sense. It I mean, seems like, dude, those, seems those like... steps do not look safe. No, I've only ever taken steps to an airplane one time, and that's when I flew to Israel. Uh, I don't remember ever taking steps up an airplane. So, yeah, yeah I, I love this episode. I think it's great. Um, nice nice little A story. Um, it's weird that we never see this house before or after this episode, I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Homer, you know, Homer getting in war with Bush. Obviously, the writers don't like Bush because of, uh, what was it? We need more families like the Waltons and less like the Simpsons, I believe is the quote. Yep. And so, yeah, you know, the, you know, the writer's like, screw it. We're going to, we're going to dump on Bush, which is, which is always good. We got the introduction to Disco Stew. About it's damn always... time. Seven seasons, man. Uh, I love, I love the scene with Apu and Homer and Bart and Apu just spraying Bart because Homer told him to. Um, it's a great episode. It's well written. Um, some of the jokes are pretty good. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go. It's a five. Everything's coming up. Millhouse. I really enjoyed this episode. All right. Well, I liked it too, but not as <laughs> extensively as you. I'm going to do four uh, sprinkles. Um, I kind of just, it, I mean, it didn't necessarily feel flat. I just don't know how I feel about just having a, pro- I, I think I liked when, when Bill Clinton was in the Simpsons. More that I like just a whole episode about Bush. Like, 
I just like I don't I don't know if I would say it was a whole episode about Bush. I would say three quarters. Yeah, I mean, I I think my favorite parts were definitely the rummage the rummage sale in the beginning. Yeah, I did like that. The how they treated Bart to be just like Dennis the Menace. I yeah. did like that as well. Just some of the bits with Bart, George, Barbara, like that just felt weird. The whole Marge, the Marge T thing at the end, I kind of get it for the joke, for what they were trying to go after, but yeah. it just kind of felt slightly awkward. But overall, it was definitely a funny episode. Homer's like song that he had during the rummage sale and basically yeah. kicking that out of his job. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh Glick with her $90 uh, candy dish. It's only for candy, Steve. Yeah, it's only for candy. $90. <laughs> so I, I'm going to go for them, Sprinkles. Uh, so let's finish it off with our character profile. And this week we have the first introduction ever of Disco Stew. And his identity, 1970s retro nerd. I don't know what that means. He's a nerd for the 1970s. He dresses like it. He talks like it. His hair is like it. He's 1970s all the way. Okay. Uh, his hair, Afro. His attitude, Arnold Horshack meets Arthur Fonzarelli. So I had to look this up. Um, Arnold Horshack uh, uh, was uh, the character on Welcome Back, Cotter, which I never oh. watched. And obviously, Arthur Fonzarelli is happy it is. Yeah, Fonz. The Fonz. Yeah, he has a good Fonz uh, ring to him. Yeah. His dress, tacky. 70s tacky. Yeah. All the way. He refers to himself in the third person. Hey, Disco Stew doesn't advertise. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Let's close it off with where you can find us. Head over to Instagram, The Simpsons Did It Pod. Over to Facebook, The Simpsons Did It Podcast. Um, head over to YouTube if you like to uh, listen to our episode on the YouTubes. Um, as of today, which is January 19th, we are currently sitting at 88 subscribers. So we've gotten, I think, six new subscribers since our last episode. So thank you guys for uh, subscribing. We're only 12 away from 100. So I think I said by the end of January, I wanted to be at 100. So as of this recording, we're not quite there yet, but let's try to get there. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment on our videos, because I will always comment back for you guys. And we always want to hear your guys' feedback. And that being said, if you guys would like to give us a phone call for feedback, uh, dial 95, or sorry, dial 612-584-0986. Listen to our voicemail from the wonderful Jane LeBron and leave us a voicemail. Um, if voicemails aren't your thing, shoot us an email to SimpsonsDayPod at gmail.com. And lastly, if you'd like to donate to our podcast, head over to buymeacoffee.com backslash The Simpsons Did It and donate us a duff or two and all your proceeds will go towards our podcast and giveaways and uh, stickers we'll mail to you. So until next time, I'm Steven Skolansky. I'm Robert Skolansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It. Shh.